Shulchan Aracharav, we are in Simen Tav Chavtes, at the end of Halacha Hey, section 429, we are at the end of the fifth Halacha. In Halacha Hey, we began to explain that there's a minik Pashat Bechol Yisrael, the universally accepted Jewish custom, uh, that every community has a, levies a tax on the inhabitants of their town to buy wheat for Pesach and distribute it to the poor inhabitants of the town. And if somebody lives in the town for 12 months, so A, they're obligated to participate, now they're considered a resident and pay this tax. And a poor person lives in the, in the town for 12 months, they're considered as one of the local poor people and the members of the town are obligated to, to provide him with wheat for Pesach. Al-Tarebbe says, in the present era, because of the many hardships and tribulations of the diaspora, it's become customary to reduce that period from 12 months to 30 days. So in other words, anyone who dwells in a town for 30 days is considered as an inhabitant of the town and is compelled to contribute with the town's people for the purpose of purchasing wheat for Pesach. Similarly, any poor person who dwells in a town for 30 days is considered as one of the local poor and the inhabitants of the town are obligated to provide him with wheat for Pesach. Halacha Vav 6, Cholza, Shabal, Ir, Lager, Sham, Ba'imer, Sheini, Reitzel, All the above applies regarding a person who comes to dwell in a town but says that I'm not planning to, to live here permanently. But if he comes to a town with the intention of becoming a permanent resident, he is considered as a local inhabitant immediately and he's compelled to contribute for the sake of purchasing wheat for the local poor for Pesach. Similarly, a poor person comes to a town with the intention of becoming a permanent resident is considered as one of the local poor immediately and the local inhabitants are obligated to provide him with wheat for Pesach. Halacha even though the inhabitants of a town are not required to provide wheat for Pesach to a poor person who does not intend to dwell permanently in the town and who has not lived in the town for 30 days, they are obligated to provide him with matzah for Pesach just as they are obligated to provide him with bread during all the other days of the year. The residents of the town must provide the poor person with food for two meals for every weekday that remains in the town and food for three meals on Shabbos. As stated in Yerodeh, section 256, consult that source. This is not extant in the Al-Tarebbe Shulchan Aruch, uh, but in section 242, Al-Tarebbe mentions uh, related concepts with regards to providing a poor person with his Shabbos needs. Okay. Allah HaChas 8, so the, the custom in these countries, and here when Al-Tarebbe says these countries, he's referring to the Ashkenazic communities of Eastern Europe. However, these practices are, um, are followed universally throughout all the Jewish communities. So what, what are these customs? That throughout the month of Nisan, we omit the following prayers. Tachnun, which is the supplicatory prayers beginning with Hurachim, usually said on Mondays and Thursdays. We don't say the Hiratsim prayer that follows the reading of the Torah, which is not found in the Alter Rebbe's Siddur. We don't say Tzitkas Chatzedek during the Shabbos Mincha service. And it says in section 392 that whenever there's no Tachnan, we omit Tzitkas Chatzedek. Okay. Ve'in maskid in souls are not recalled at all during this month, the Al-Tarebbe here is talking about the prayer Kale Malid Achamim, which is said in many congregations, also not included in the Al-Tarebbe's Siddur. And similarly, the passage of Harachamim, which is a passage asking Hashem to remember the souls of our people's martyrs, is not said except on Acharein Shal Pesach, the last day of Pesach. 
On that day, it's customary to remember the departed through the recitation of the Yisker prayer. During the entire month, the passage known as Tzidduk Hadin, which is justification of the verdict, is a passage recited at a funeral in acceptance of the divine verdict. Um, and the Kaddish that follows it, which is different than the regular Kaddish, those are not said at a funeral, even if the departed is a a distinguished Torah scholar and a the most prominent sage of the generation. Instead, a lecture is delivered in honor of the deceased and Kaddish is said afterwards. This rule applies if the deceased was the Torah scholar, even if he was not uniquely distinguished. Now, if however, the, the, the part was not a Torah scholar, so then a lecture should not be delivered in his honor, nor should he be eulogized because eulogies are not delivered at all during this month, except for a scholar in his presence, meaning before he was buried. This concludes Halacha Ches and today's share.